Let's get real, let's get inspirational, a little bit emotional, and let's shed some sunshine. This is the Sunshine Steven Podcast. Welcome! Good day and happy Wednesday, and welcome back to the Sunshine Steven Podcast, where today I'm talking once again, because he's been on the show before, to Robbie Couch, author of Blame for the Win, which is out now. It just came out yesterday, so be sure to go get it. Thanks. Also, The Sky Blues, which came out last year, and we talked about that um, as well last year. So if you want, go listen to that uh, episode and then come back to this one, or vice versa. It really doesn't matter, but some stuff you might not get if we're talking about Sky from the first book. So uh, yeah, super excited. Such a great book. Let's get into it. Well, hello, friend Robbie Couch. Welcome back to the Sunshine Stephen Podcast. How are you? Hi, Stephen. I am so great to be here again. My <laughs> second second debut. Second debut is not a thing, but um, I'm doing oh, well. You just made it up, <laughs> so it is. Yeah, <laughs> put it in Urban Dictionary. <laughs> yes. No, yes. I'm I'm thrilled to be here. So excited to be chatting again. This was oh, one of my yes. favorite podcasts that I did from Sky Blues promotion time so i was super stoked when you reached out to chat i did not pay him to say that just for the record <laughs> <laughs> definitely not spawn cotton no. uh, yeah uh, <laughs> i know that you're super busy because speaking of books and stuff you are about to have your second born into the world um by the time this episode's out it is it'll be one day old <laughs> so yeah so, as of right now it's next week but for the sake of this episode, it's already out. So go get it. Um, so <laughs> yes. I'll let you do a summary of Blaine for the win. Cause I don't want to steal your thunder and <laughs> butcher <laughs> anything. Um, so let the listeners know what Blaine for the win, which is your second book um, is about. Yeah. So Blaine for the win, super stoked that it's like you said, now, I guess it- slightly in the future it's officially out yeah <laughs> and um it is kind of loosely inspired by legally blonde which is one of my favorite rom-coms of all time i'm like a 90s kid early aughts kid so legally blonde was in that cluster of rom-coms i kind of grew up adoring and loving love elwoods um so yeah you meet blaine bowers who is the main character right in the beginning and he's super super excited about his one-year anniversary dinner <laughs> with Joey Oliver, who is his boyfriend, mm. <laughs> who is um, in, a leader in student government and Mr. Popular at Wicker West High School. Um, Joey's a year older than Blaine, so he's a graduating senior. And on their one-year anniversary at this very nice restaurant in Chicago, he dumps Blaine because he feels like Blaine isn't enough of a quote-unquote serious guy to really be the guy that's for him because Joey has these big political ambitions um, and he wants a more serious guy. And and Blaine is an artist. He's a muralist around Chicago and, you know, a little flighty and isn't necessarily the sort of, um, you know, super polished uh, politician's wife or husband that you would imagine, you know? So he's no like, uh, what's his face? Chastin? 
uh, oh. Buttigieg or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so so he dumps he dumps Blaine and Blaine is really upset about it. Um, and Blaine comes up with this idea that he can kind of win serious guy points um, and win Joey back if he decides to run as his successor and become a senior class president. Um, so then Blaine has to really grapple with this idea of, of becoming something that he that doesn't seem natural to him or inherently him something he would do right. um, and has to decide if it's something he wants to do, even if it feels like it's not necessarily for him. So, uh, yeah, it's a really fun rom-com, like I said, loosely based off Legally Blonde, and I had a blast writing it. I just can't wait till it's out there. Yeah, it's definitely, that's why I booed Joey, <laughs> because it was like, yeah. mm, trash. Uh, <laughs> and you, yeah. I just had that gut feeling too, reading, I was like, mm, I don't think this mm-hmm. one year anniversary is going to be very good. And, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think there there's a lot of good points made with mental health, and then I was even one reading, I was like, I think I tried out for student government once in like fifth grade. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it, it is so. And then I have been broken up before because I wasn't serious enough. Sorry that oh. I had to eat Captain Crunch and watch cartoons. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. So that really is it. Hits personal for you that I literally you've actually like... been broken up with because of that. Oh my lord. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, and I, I, we're on good terms now. One of my exes. Okay. Yeah, he yeah. has admitted he has listened to a couple episodes and I've thrown shade at him before. But if you're listening now, I always <laughs> say he was like, I need somebody more serious and like on my level age wise and maturity wise. We were like a month and a half apart in age. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's wild. Like, it reminds me of like relationships in high school where it's like, oh, it's a sophomore dating yeah. a junior. And, if, and when you're that age, it feels like just and and you know it kind of is in some ways a a big difference but you know now it's like we got a year yeah you're you're essentially the same birthday right exactly yeah (laughs) definitely yes um so you wrote this during the pandemic or at the beginning um what was that like (laughs) since we all had free time oh my gosh (laughs) I know it was wild I mean that was part of the reason why I really wanted to write the book was because at the beginning the timeline is a little a little rough in my head but we were already in the pandemic everything was a shit storm can I forgot if we can cuss yes (laughs) um everything was a shit storm and there was a lot of uncertainty and I and of course there still is in many ways on a whole host of things beyond beyond just the pandemic but it felt especially kind of like a dark gloomy time I know I was dealing with mental health issues for sure being you know, I was in a new city. I had just moved to Los Angeles and I didn't really know that many people. I was confined to my apartment and I, my roommate um, was, and he still is a really good friend, but, uh, and so that was a, you know, a huge, that was very big for me. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but it was still really tough. And I know it was really tough for a lot of people, especially teenagers who, you know, weren't, they went to remote learning and had their proms canceled and couldn't play sports and, you know, all of these things. And so I really wanted to have a sort of rom, lighthearted rom-com that that teenagers could really escape into, and um, so so it was really kind of cathartic for me as the author to be writing the story and kind of even myself escaping into that world um, during a very dark time in the middle yeah. of a pandemic and 
you know, I think we're still, unfortunately, kind of in that in that era, right? The pandemic is yeah. still a thing and there's still a lot of uncertainty. And I'm, I'm happy that a book like this is coming out that can really celebrate queer joy and be, you know, a somewhat lighthearted read. As you said, there's certainly more serious issues sort of um, woven into the, to yeah. the plot with mental health and, and um, there's some a little bit heavier heartfelt themes baked into it but it, overall it is you know definitely a rom-com and yeah. should leave readers feeling hopeful and happy and um so I yeah I'm, I'm just really stoked that uh it's gonna be available soon or it is already sorry yeah it's, available <laughs> I right know, it's hard to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah I feel like a good rom-com and I think back to Legally Blonde which I'm ready for the third one whenever that's being released yeah um there there were I mean most of it was funny and oh okay lighthearted. but there were some of those like oh like this is deep this is serious so I think that makes a good story honestly with that mixture of both was there ever any times where you were like mm, maybe that's too much let me pull back because <laughs> you're in that dark space you're like <laughs> oh, yeah <wait. laughs> right I mean yes and no there was certainly I would say there was a few lines or a few moments that I kind of had to rethink in that way but overall the the major uh themes and uh yeah the the bones of the book stayed the same in in that way and I think to your point when I look back at a lot of my favorite rom-coms even even the ones that seem just extremely silly at face value (laughs) a lot of them have you know more serious topics kind of baked into them that really touch on, you know, things that are relatable and personal personal, and, and sometimes serious and dark. And I think that's what makes them great and memorable. Like even with Legally Blonde, you know, of course it's, it's Elle Woods and there's so much silliness, but yeah. it's also a story about, you know, believing in herself and having that confidence and, and you know, going against stereotypes to, to succeed. And um, those are things that I think we all kind of, grapple with in our own ways and so the same thing is true in Blaine there's certainly more serious um issues or or thoughtful issues sort of um that are part of his story and and the other character's story and I think that's really important for for any story to kind of have um you know that those heartfelt hooks that make it real and hopefully that's the case with Blaine definitely and I mean it does start off with a murder of a plant which I won't go too much into because I don't want to upset anybody. That's yeah. true. Which I was I think, wondering where you're going with that. I was you were like, like, there's a murder. Oh did God. I read that? Yeah, I was like, are you sure you read the right? <laughs> right. <event?" laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> uh, I think it's hilarious though that he, he can never get the correct plant. It made me yeah. start questioning it. Like, how do you, what is that plant? <laughs> right yeah yeah Literally, to listeners there's like a yeah there's a, there's yeah. A, a plant that Blaine can't really pronounce <laughs> and he struggles to remember the right way to pronounce it and I was like is this too silly is this like too ridiculous that he can't no. remember this and I was, was like so you know funny. what I struggle with a lot of like plant names too so I guess not <laughs> and you just make it up on the fly I think it's really yeah. funny I giggled every single time so okay good you yeah. got me to laugh so. <laughs> I'm still I'm still <laughs> your face when I was like there was a murder you're like wait what <laughs> <laughs> right um kind of going back to um your first book um what has changed since that 
book has been released, The Sky Blues, um, has it been mostly positive? It did it, it did it go the way you thought it would? Did it exceed your expectations? Because that I'm I mean that was a lot, especially during the times where we are now. I'm sure there was a lot of uncertainty from lots of creative people. Like, is this gonna do well? <laughs> it's unprecedented. Yeah. Times. Yeah, I mean, I would say it was pre- it was pretty life changing in that it really it opened so many doors. It's you know before the Sky Blues came out, being an author was something I I wasn't sure if it could really be something that um, I could make a a part of my life in in the sense mm-hmm. that you know this would be like you know a, a main source of income. And right. I could kind of build a career around it. And right. thank God for readers who you know bought the book and are you know, sharing it with their friends and um, it, you know, has done well. It's on Barnes and Noble's shortlist of YA book of the year, which is like so nuts to me. I can't, I'm still like wrapping my head around it. So yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been so cool to have the book resonate with readers and it's really, it's cool to see what kind of small things stand out to a lot of readers. Cause a yeah. lot of times you, you think like, oh, this chapter will really resonate or, or this moment or this character will stand out. And sometimes you're right, but sometimes you're way off. Right. And, um, you know, there's a scene in the book, in the Sky Blues, where there's like a, a gay for French fries line that's not <laughs> French, French fries. And I kind of wrote it like off the cuff and kind of giggled to myself. And it's so funny how many readers have been in my DMs, like LOLing at that moment, <laughs> um, which is so cool. So there's like a lot of little funny things like that, that I wasn't expecting that has really kind of made the year an otherwise kind of dark year, yeah. really fun and cool. And um, yeah, it's I, it might si- sound a little hyperbolic, but it really changed my life to have the Sky Blues out there. So it's been it's been a wild ride thus far. Yeah. He stuck with you forever, even permanently, because I saw your tattoo. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it oh, definitely yeah. Nice to show in this angle, but yeah, yeah, it gives off um, Katy Perry um, vibes because she always gets a tattoo related to her albums oh, after the release. That. Oh yeah. Oh nice. Gaga has a couple too. She has art pop. I think she, yeah, there's a couple artists that do that, but yeah. I know Katy Perry for sure has one for each. Um, each album. Oh, cool. Like I know it. some authors do that too. They'll get a tattoo for each book. And I'm kind of deciding if I want to do that because Sky was obviously my first. So he has yeah. a little bit more of like a, a bang. emotional. Yeah. yeah. But but now that I have it and seeing how much I like it, I'm like, oh my God, well, I could do a thing for Blaine right above it and then do a thing for my third book above that. So it's kind of like I'm kind of spiraling. on each yeah. part. <laughs> I know, I might just really commit. But yeah. we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, it'll be cool though. Um, yeah. So I do have uh, the random silly questions uh, that I came up with, but I actually came up with some particularly for you, specifically for you, and then I have some random ones, and I don't remember which ones I asked you last time, so I actually have a <laughs> whole new deck of cards, so there's no repeats, although I thought it would be funny if I did ask the same question, you had a different answer, I'd be like, oh god, liar. <laughs> I probably would, so yeah. hopefully it's not the same questions. Hopefully there's no me. listeners that will be fact-checking me. Yeah, uh, they're like, mm. he said his favorite color was blue. Lies. He said <laughs> green last time. <laughs> I thought that's your favorite color. I, I was just making that up. Um, so the first question, very serious question. Do you think that Sky and Blaine would be friends and why? Hmm. 
Yes. I do think they'd be friends. I have gotten the question, would they, would, is there any like romantic, could, could they be together as boyfriends? I don't, I couldn't see them as boyfriends. I feel I like, see that. <laughs> yeah, I don't see that, but I do think personality wise, they could mesh in a really fun way. I think Blaine is very, um, you know, artistic and spunky and um, very uh, sure of himself in when it comes to being uh, a queer kid. Yeah. And Sky, that's something that Sky, although, is, he, you know, he's out and he's proud in a certain way, he still kind of wrestles with how outward to be, to, to kind of wear his queerness on his sleeve. Yeah. So there's certainly like character differences, there's certainly differences between the two, but I feel like they kind of complement each other and I could yes. see them, um, yeah, I could totally see them being friends. I could see their bigger friend groups getting along well too. Like I'm thinking yeah. Sky and Bree and Marshall and Dan and, and Teddy and, and all of them kind of hanging out with, with Blaine and Trish and the whole crew. So that's really fun to think about too. And I feel like I'm, losing my mind when I am actually like sitting here imagining completely made up imaginary characters befriending each other in my brain but I guess that's why I'm an author so yeah. I did it <laughs> yeah. immediately when I was reading I was I was like I did not get a romantic vibe I, I was like mm, no but I could see Blaine being like a a mentor like baby girl yeah. let me show you how to be gay <laughs> like, right, right 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 yeah let's let's bring you to the pride or something um but i saw no ro- romantic affair <laughs> but maybe i'm sure somewhere on the deep webs somebody will make that happen <laughs> right yeah i don't know i don't know if i want to see that but <laughs> maybe maybe yeah, they do. maybe if they did it I don't know. in college they like progress their age a little right um, right yes so uh, second question, and I have to read it because I, I was like, oh. Um, so in the book, Blaine comes up with a three-prong um, kind of, what, what, yeah, can you remember the words that you used in it? Um, I can't even remember the words either, so it's okay. Program, we'll say. Yeah. Um, so three things uh, to help um, the student body with mental health. Um, so if you had that power and you got to come up with three things that everybody in the world had to commit to what would they be you're like oh i love that that was a really <laughs> i love that's that probably question. gonna take a little bit more time to mull over so i will kill time by talking because <laughs> sky and no. friends was easier <laughs> no you're good i'm sorry i was distracted by my slack thing that just annoyed annoyed me so i'm sorry if that like interrupted wow. i don't know i can re- i can start again if it's <laughs> if you need me to you're fine um um yeah the so the three things so three things that i would require the world to do like in the vein of mental health yes essentially yeah i like this question um i think one thing that was has been really beneficial for me especially during the pandemic that i got in the habit of doing was like having a weekly phone chats like on on my calendar with friends mm-hmm. or a friend um because the pandemic essentially forced me to do it because it was like I'm never going to talk to anyone if right. I don't really like intentionally go out of my way to like make sure I'm calling or FaceTiming so I set up pretty good consistency with a few friends to check in like every Sunday night or whatever and that was that really helped with just like yeah my mental health and and checking in and, and making sure I was there for my friends and they were there for me so I would require that maybe like a weekly friend check-in yeah. um Oh, what else? Oh, this is a good question, but it's like it's a lot of thinking. Like you have to read every book I put up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, rule number two. Right. Um, 
No, I would say, well, I guess I would require everyone to go to therapy. I feel like therapy, oh, yeah. <laughs> everyone's like, we've definitely made huge strides, I think, in, in destigmatizing mental health and mental illness. And along with that, I feel like therapy has become much more normalized. And especially yes. in the pandemic, like telehealth and teletherapy access. Ever, yeah. yeah. So that's been great. But I do think there's still some stigma around wanting to talk to a therapist. But the truth of the matter is every single person that I've ever met would benefit from, from having access to therapy. And I think there's unfortunately still, still a lot of barriers that keep mm -hmm. a lot of people financially from, you know, it being accessible or socially or culturally, there's barriers that stop people from accessing it, which is so sad because we could all benefit from having like a, a professional third party person to listen to yeah. us and, to give advice. So I would say therapy require everyone to go to therapy. Yeah. And um I would say maybe so my friend Franco, shout out to Franco if you're listening, he started doing a thing, I don't know, a few months ago where, and this is not like a completely original idea, but just doing like a little gratitude thing on his Instagram stories where he'll post mm -hmm. like five things that he's grateful for that pertains specifically to the day that he's having. And they could be like super tiny minor things. Like yeah. my coffee tasted good this morning, like whatever. And I feel like um, I, I don't want to lean into the whole like toxic positivity thing where we should all be like grateful and smiling yeah. all the time because should I think that can be, those. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that can be kind of harmful in its own way, but I do feel like it can be good for some of us, myself included, to just kind of reflect on things that, we are grateful for and things that make us happy. So maybe require that, yeah. but that might be kind of tyrannical. I don't know, but yeah, those would be my three things. <laughs> I think those are solid choices. <laughs> I think everybody think, needs yeah. therapy. I, even now, like you said, it's more talked about. And um, I don't know if you watch Love is Blind. I fell into that rabbit hole. Oh no, I didn't. I, I was meaning to, but I didn't. You should. There's two seasons okay. out, but they... <laughs> People after this last season, there was a lot of people that people were like, next season, bring them back, but pair them up with therapists. <laughs> and oh, so God. I got this idea of like, yeah, that would be pretty cool though, if everybody could just blindly go and <laughs> they're like, surprise, it's therapy. Yeah. Oh, there's definitely a show idea in there for oh, sure. Yeah. We're yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love is therapy. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, it would totally, yeah. So that sparked that. And I was like, that could be how we do it and resolve all of this. But I think it's important too on social media and we, it's in the book as well too, a little bit of that, especially teenagers these days because I grew up before all that. So <laughs> I yeah. didn't have to worry about what people were saying online. I didn't even have a MySpace, which was the thing when I was growing up, but like very, it was a thing for like a year or two. And then it was like Facebook, but yeah, kids these days, I feel bad for um, all the stuff they have to go through. So I think being grounded, yeah. showing what you have in your everyday life. I was, I was just having this conversation with a few friends last night though, because we were, we're talking about social media and Gen Z and younger people. And it was interesting because I think a lot of Gen Zers are seeing sort of like the kind of like overly polished, performative nature that social media can can be yeah. with like millennials and older people. And I'm certainly not saying like all young people are, are like this because there's still like a lot of issues with social media and young people. But like, I think 
a lot of young people have kind of, and teenagers are kind of leaned into really being authentic, like whether yeah. the, it's the photos they post or like the things they're sharing, there's yeah. like a, a real hunger for like authenticity yeah. and illness. And that's really no, cool to see. So no filter. <laughs> yeah. Like hashtag no filter. So yeah. um, I think social media will evolve as, as today's teens kind of like take the reins and hopefully it'll improve for the better. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not a clairvoyant, so who knows if it will, but I, I have, I have hope, I have faith in today's young people to yes. change it for the better. So yeah, definitely more self-aware. I feel like too, because <laughs> yeah. the battle has been fought. I know therapy too. That's another hot topic where even people in the workplace now I've heard it and I'm like, mm-hmm. HR is probably the last person you should say this to <laughs> plus a millennial yeah. and they're like millennials all they care about is like they're so self-entitled like they'll go to therapy and stuff they think they need therapy for everything and I was like yeah because y'all fucked us up <laughs> like, right right yeah we not all my current therapy. job because I actually work at a mental health facility so <laughs> not there uh, that would be <laughs> really bad yeah, yeah. Out in case anybody yeah. listening like oh my god who was telling Stephen not to go to therapy <laughs> right do for a living Alrighty. So now these are the random questions that I actually got from work and <laughs> hope you don't feel some type of way, but we usually use these with children to start conversations. <laughs> Love it. Um, Love if it. you had to live in an island by yourself, what three things would you bring? Oh, what three things would I bring? I would bring something chocolate, like a I don't know, a human sized chocolate bar or something. Cause I just would, my sugar cravings would be off, yeah. off the charts. So something chocolatey to stuff my face. Um, I would bring probably a mat or not a match, but a, a little, what do you call these? I'm literally staring at one right now. A lighter. There we go. A oh, lighter. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I just happen to look over. And I'm like, that's what I was trying to describe. Yeah. Um, because I can't start, I like, I took Cub Scouts for a hot second, but I can't start fire with my yeah. hand. Like that would be, I would be deceased. Don't put me on Survivor. They, I would no, lose. exactly. <laughs> so I want to start fire manually and then hopefully stay warm at night. Yeah. And a third one, I mean, of course I want to say like a good book, but that's such a tough question because there's so many. And even the ones I love, if I brought it and that's all I could read, I would eventually get sick of it. So like, Mm, maybe an empty notebook and that way I could journal and, yeah. and you know reflect on my experiences on the island that's so, yeah. true yeah Those I would say oh you could get a kindle but then you would have to have wi-fi to download right <laughs> so no, that's, a, that's a good response though yeah if there was magical wi-fi then I would if there was yes and then <laughs> I would go with the kindle. it's like maybe this is an island that's like has a resort <laughs> right. on it as well too. yeah like oahu or something yeah <laughs> i'm on you, oahu then yes <laughs> you could you could have said your three books even though the third one said oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah that would have yeah that would have been good like wow promo material screw that up no i'm just kidding <laughs> uh, oh <laughs> And if this deals with the bird, bonus points. Uh, what was your most embarrassing moment? <laughs> so now you have a fear bird. Oh my gosh. Yeah, definitely have had embarrassing moments with birds. That's for sure. Um, oh my gosh, my most embarrassing moment. I've had so many. And to be honest, most of them are not even like, I, they're like too R-rated to even talk about on this. So I'm going to not even go there. But what's the most... We talked most- about Grinch porn with somebody <laughs> a couple episodes ago. I talked about <laughs> Grinch porn. So. Wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we. I guess we could theoretically go there, but I don't know if I... 
I don't know if I will. You're like, I don't know if I want to. The most embarrassing moment. I remember the first thing that jumps out to me, and this isn't even too terrible, but like, I this is pretty like, like in my brain forever. I remember falling really badly, running up bleachers at like a high school basketball or volleyball oh. game. And I was like a just rambunctious kid. And I like was running up the bleachers and I fell really, really hard on my chin. And that was of course really embarrassing. But then like, I like rolled and like fell kind of like down. <laughs> it was like, like, it was, like slow a motion. Fall. Yeah. And it was so bad that like the whole section of bleachers were all like, oh my God, like, is that kid dead? Like everyone was okay? like, yeah, like it was a bad enough fall to take all the attention off of the sporting event and put it on me and that section of the bleachers. So it was like that level of, oh my God. And then people were like laughing. I remember it was a high, I wasn't in high school. I was like in middle school, I think. And a bunch of high schoolers saw it happen and they were laughing at me. And you know, that like special, like terror of having older kids laughing at you as a younger kid. Yeah. That's what I experienced. That was not fun. Um, Was it the most embarrassing? Probably not, but that was up there. That was probably top five. So yeah, that was bad, but I don't have any scars or, well, I mean, good. there's emotional scarring, but yeah. no physical scars. There's a lot of childhood trauma from it, but <laughs> yeah, I've moved on in most yeah. ways. So, I always yeah. hate getting hurt in front of people because I'm like, and they're like, "You're okay? Are you okay?" And you want to be like, "Yeah, I'm fine," but inside you're like, I'm "Right, dying." Yeah. Uh, if you could build a dream house, what would it look like? Oh, I would. I'm definitely more in favor of like smaller cozy homes like I mean not like tiny tiny homes yeah. but um but like the big like McMansions like I like in LA I've, I've McMansion there's been a few t- <laughs> yeah McMansions <laughs> I've been up into the hills a few times and I mean of course they're like many gorgeous homes but sometimes right. you'll see a home that's like too why much. do you need that much yeah. space it's too much it's too and like the upkeep would be so like no thanks and I get scared at night so I'm like, if I don't know, if there's like multiple floors that are empty and my mind is like going there and I'm like, oh, okay, who's, yeah. who's on that floor that's going to kill me? What so birds I, are here to get What me. birds are hanging out? <laughs> exactly. So I would say like a cozy, a cozy one or two, I kind of like a ranch style home, a lot of exposed brick. That's my vibe. Yes. Love exposed brick. Love a good fireplace um some back a little backyard area with the pool um yeah so that, that'd be my vibe lots of good art on the wall of course lots of books and bookshelves so I really I'm a homebody so it's really important to me to feel at home and cozy and at peace when I'm home so yeah I would I would want to make it that way for sure no definitely yeah I can't I don't like big big houses and stuff even now love my husband he probably doesn't listen, but <laughs> I know he doesn't listen to me in, in, in real life. He won't listen to my podcast. Um, he's admitted it. It's okay. We still love each other. He, I mean, we, we have a three bedroom house and I'm like, <laughs> it's just us. And he's right. Like, no, we need all this. And I'm like, oh, cleaning is gross. Yes. Uh, oh, this could be a hard one. Cause I don't even know what my answer would be. Uh, do you have a favorite song? And if so, what is it? Oh, this is a really hard one. Um, and then you have to sing. I don't think. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, <laughs> I, um, 
it's hard because I don't think I have a favorite song because it evolves so much through, through you know, like I each year I probably have a favorite song. Yeah. But um, thank you, Spotify. You know, the, what do they call it? The, the best of? Or the uh, Spotify wrapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that song, I got always get a kick out of that. Um, I would say I remember being a kid and being obsessed with, um, um, is it You Only Get What You Give? Is that the name of the song? With, um by vertical horizons am i like making that up i think that's, I think that's <laughs> the band of that song <laughs> i love how it's like my favorite song and that i can't even remember the band or the name of it but i remember <laughs> being super obsessed with it in like fourth fifth and sixth like truly like on repeat non-stop mm. and even to this day when i hear i mean it's no longer my favorite song but when i hear it i'll kind of get that tingly feeling like oh childhood yeah. nostalgia right but um so that song kind of sticks out as my fave even though I don't technically have a fave, but yeah. yeah. Spotify has helped a lot of people realize who and what they listen to. For but sure. I, I actually, I use Apple Music. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment. Apple's yeah. great. Apple's uh, great. Yeah, so everybody was doing theirs, and I was like, I wonder if mine says it's not enough data. <laughs> That's what about. Oh, Don't use does it. App, well, does Apple have its own, mm-hmm. like, it Apple does. rap thing? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, um, uh, year in review or replay of and it's okay. replay of 20 and my number one song of 2021 which is now a grammy winning song was driver license by olivia rodrigo oh there you go it literally I mean, was she, she's killing it she did she got three grammys and yeah. i it was her and then a mixture of folklore and evermore with taylor swift <laughs> and people were like yeah. this came out in 2020 and i was like i don't care <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah my my songs i listen to a lot of like random like lo-fi music too mm-hmm. that's like that probably like who i have no idea what it came out of it like it's a lot of my top 2021 20, songs are probably from like who who even knows like the early i don't even know yeah so i feel you it doesn't have to be in the yeah. you know a newer song so yeah we'll see what 2022 <laughs> brings right uh, what i skipped one because i said what's your biggest fear and i was like birds <laughs> <laughs> true what makes you laugh um what makes me laugh like waking up with millions of dollars in my banking account <laughs> yeah. yeah um what makes me laugh i i mean a lot of things make me laugh people falling down not to like <laughs> me- like laugh Go back to yourself story yeah. But that definitely gets me. I remember watching America's Funny Some videos with my family growing up, especially my dad. And I would just like be like crying, laughing at all the videos of, of like dads falling downstairs. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, a lot of different things. I, I would say um, I recently did a rewatch of the other two a show on HBO Max that I so love funny. so much. Have you watched it? I love that show. Yeah, okay. I'm so, so ready. That, it, it got renewed, so I'm excited. Yeah, and I I watched it. I did a rewatch of season two, and I was just like laughing even more hysterically. And I just think that's the funniest forever. So whatever, however you would categorize that humor is, yeah. is my my jam. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that there's a lot of there's a lot of like, you know, give us our moment. There's a lot of things that only gay men would really pick up on. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> if you're like, a straight person watching that show, I, I'm sure you'll find a lot of it funny, but there's probably a few inside jokes that yeah, may or may not go over your head. They're like, what's, yeah. what's grinder? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, come out now. Uh, last question that I'll do. Uh, do you like thunderstorms? 
<laughs> do I like thunderstorms? I do. I don't like sleeping. I would rather have a thunderstorm during the day, actually, and just yeah. appreciate it during the day, especially since I moved to LA and I probably going to sound so annoying as a loss as an Angelino saying this but it truly is so sunny and great here often we don't get enough rain that when it is it's so perfect here all the time yeah that when it does rain it is truly like oh my god it's raining so I think I've had like one thunderstorm here maybe two since I have moved two years ago and every time it's been like an event that I'm excited for (laughs) but I don't like sleeping with thunderstorms because the the thunder it's not that I'm scared necessarily but the thunder will just wake me up a lot so I would rather be awake for for them but yeah thunderstorms are great see I have the complete opposite effect here in the sunshine state which is total bullshit (laughs) there's a thunderstorm like every day <laughs> so it's like oh it's three o'clock time for a thunderstorm um yeah. but I actually me and my husband actually go to sleep sometimes and we have our I'm not going to say her name because she'll go off but our echo dot mm. um, from Amazon play thunderstorms <laughs> we can go to sleep and our dogs oh, like it too. yeah sleeping wise but if it's actually if it's real they're like what the fuck is this I don't like this and I'm like oh I'll go to sleep with this weirdos yeah yeah no I get that I've recently discovered um brown noise I think it's how it's described and I don't know if it's just specific to one app and I don't ever I don't even I can't recall the exact app actually off to the top of my head but like recently um that has been a thing that I've been falling asleep brown to noise. and it, that really because it's just like a consistent it's like white noise obviously but it's like a different pitch and it's <laughs> yeah. like so yeah. so yeah I don't know if any I don't know if anyone listening is like what the hell are you talking about or if that's a thing that a lot of people know of but if you're no. someone who likes that good, like, white noise vibe going to bed, I highly recommend checking out Brown Noise. I'm going to have to so, check yeah. out to yeah. see what the difference is, too. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even sure what it is, but yeah. I like it. Recommendations. This is always my favorite. Does it have to be anything new, something that you're obsessed with now? Um, movies, music, books, TV shows, podcasts. What do you want to share with the world? Oh, another good question. I would say recommendations. Well, I, I just started watching Severance on Apple TV, which I know is probably annoying because a lot of people probably don't have that subscription. But, but is it um, good? Because I watched I, the previews and I was like, oh, this looks interesting. Into it? I, I was, but then I was also like, it, it's one of those, from the previews at least, shows that it looks like it could go either really good or really drawn out. <laughs> Yeah, so far, so I haven't finished. I'm not completely caught up. I think I'm three episodes in, and okay. I'm really into it. I Obviously, really like. You're not it. like so. I'm like twelve seconds into it. So. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I've watched enough to know that I really like it. Um, it's not for everyone. Like, it's definitely a psychological thriller, and so it's it's not too dark, but it is on the darker. If you're you know wanting some lighthearted escapism TV, don't watch that. Don't watch this. Yeah. <laughs> but it does speak to a lot of like late stage capitalism themes, and it's all about like work life balance. Like so, basically, the idea. Very long story short, is that Adam Scott, the main the actor, the main Love. character, yeah, he's great. He's so good in it. He had this procedure done called severance, where they mess with his brain and essentially he goes into work and he's like a different person and then when he leaves he's his himself himself himself, and yeah it's just they're playing with a lot of like fun themes that kind of would accompany like being in that being in that position and all the things that would 
yeah, it's good. So I really like it. I know it's not for everyone, but I like it. Um, what else? I've been listening to Busy Phillips podcast a lot recently. I love some Busy Phillips. She's great. So she's fun. If you if you like Busy Phillips, it's called Busy Phillips is doing your best. So that's a fun podcast. Also love this podcast. Recommend this one as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And oh my gosh, what else have I been? Oh, I gotta recommend a book. Oh, I'm really excited about Julian Wimpley. Blame for the win. <laughs> well, Blame for the Win. Oh recommend God. that one. And then Right Where I Left You by Julian Winters. Well, it's hard. I can't recommend it because I haven't read it yet. Wow. But, no, <laughs> but, but I just got it a few days ago. And I'm really excited to read it. And I know it's going to be great because Julian Winters is great. So if you haven't heard of Julian Winters or his new book, Right Where I Left You, check it out because he's wonderful. It's on my list. I have, oh, I have a long list <laughs> of everything. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like- same read 12 books at once sometimes uh, <laughs> it feels like um, yes awesome well before we hop off I want to give you the opportunity plug any projects or events um, that you want to chat about and then let people know where to find you share your address social yeah um yeah so if folks want to come to um my launch well wait so this will come out the next the day after yeah right so today (laughs) there will be an event at um hosted by skylight books in la it's a virtual event Mm -hmm. and i believe you should still be able to register for it so if you feel like coming to it i think it starts at 6 30 pacific 9 30 p.m eastern time but um yeah come check me out with margo wood who's also a really great author who i adore and um, we'll be chatting and you can buy signed copies through the books through skylight books so definitely recommend that if that's up your alley. Um, yeah, so I would just every pre-order or I, sorry, at this point, it won't be a pre-order. Yeah. Every, every, <laughs> so copy hard sold, to keep, yeah. know, every copy sold, especially like in the first week is, is so important. So um, yeah, just buying a copy and um, sharing it maybe with like a young queer kid would be yeah. so cool <laughs> for me. Um, and yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter just basically at my name at Rabbi Couch, although Twitter is a little underscore between my first and last name, but um, hopefully they'll be able to find me if you like. Yeah. Does that mean somebody took your name? I don't even know. I, <laughs> I've i been, I got Twitter in, 20, in 2009, I think. And I don't know if, so I doubt there was another at Rabbi Couch back in 2009 on there. There probably is now, cool. Yeah, but yeah, I probably thought it was cool. So who knows? Who knows why I went with the under, the under, yeah. Under what do you call it? Underscore, Unders- under underline, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Plus, probably you'll be able to find like fifty years ago. It feels like <laughs> I know it was like a part of a journalism school, like assignment to like start your Twitter page. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that was a different, different time, different era. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> now everyone's like, don't go to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Exactly. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for taking time to chat. Um, everybody, now that it's out, go get blamed for the win. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Blue, if you want yeah. as well, too. Um, both of them. Um, and again, thank you so much. Stay safe out there. And until next Yay. time, have a fantastic day. Always a pleasure chatting with Robbie, who on really off air, but 
I recorded it, but just took it out of this episode. We did talk about actually talking like in person, um, like voices, not in person because we haven't met in, in person, but like not just through Instagram and stuff like that, but like not going a full year, which circles back to, you know, keeping your support system. So basically we're best friends now. Well, we have been, but like that solidified it. Thanks. Let me look for something for this week's meditation minute. Play with children. <laughs> Safely. If you, yes, play with children is fun. Cleanse yourself of the dust of the world. That is, that's a good one. Clean that shit out. Let it go. Yeah. Ponder that over while we enjoy this week's meditation minute. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming back for another episode of Sunshine Steven. Be sure to leave reviews and share with your friends, everything like that. That'd be great. Um, also, big thank you to Robbie Couch for coming um, and sitting in the hot seat once again. Not really. There wasn't really, like, that major hard-hitting questions, really. Uh, but for coming back to the show to talk about Blaine for the Win, which is out now. Solid book go get it okay thanks also his firstborn which is super cute to think about uh the sky blues which is also out it's been out for over a year now so you should have already done been had it but if not you know maybe get a little bundle set you know get them both together so that they're not lonely and they're there what a cute little moment you know send pictures or just tag robbie in it in me if you want (laughs) that way you know, there's like two bundles of joy. Uh, so yeah, be sure to go follow Robbie as well too. I'm going to link down all of his information in this episode. Um, and you can also follow me at Sir Steven Rice on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, even TikTok. Uh, what else am I forgetting? My website, SirStevenRice.com, where I have blog posts and merchandise and stuff like that. If you're interested, go check that out. Also, Murder Mondays which has been neglected for over two years. Not over two years. It hasn't even been quite two years. It's been over a year for sure. Um, the last episode um, came out in October of 2020. Me and my husband are going to get our lives together. And I'll just stay tuned. It's spooky. Anywho, thank you again so much for coming and spending some time with me today. Stay safe out there. And until next time, have a fantastic day. Bye.